It's time to get very mysterious. Mystery. Mystery. Mysteries are fun. Mysteries are fun. I like it's mysteries. A fun a genre. I agree. It's a fun genre. And uh, we're going to talk about a game that is neck deep in that genre. Mm-hmm. This week on the Season Lamer Checkup OVA, it's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladyum. Hello. This is episode number 224. It's a lot of, a lot of episodes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about Root Film today. The uh, spiritual successor, I guess you would call it. It's not really a sequel, but it's kind of the same mold and genre as the previous game that uh this team put out of root letter um root letter was more of a mystery game surrounding i guess you could like is more like with romance elements thrown into it Mm -hmm. uh whereas root film is more of a mystery game surrounding murder yeah (laughs) a little bit of a totally different thing here and there and surprisingly enough you're more of an the one that talks about romance than you are in the one that talks about murder. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's surprising. I think it helps that, like, they don't basically put you as the, like, into, like, a player character role. Yeah. You are just kind of, like, guiding these two protagonists throughout uh, each mystery and kind of helping them unfold what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as well, it, it helped that they, I, they probably lured from the first game and were like, Maybe we shouldn't just make uh, our protagonists suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a thing that we should do. Maybe um, have a likable protagonist. Yes. So, there's, like I said, this is off the heels of Root Letter and uh, Root Letter Last Answer, which was the remake they did that incorporated a bunch of live action elements of the game. Um, so, basically, it's just a, a FMV version of the original game and everything. Um it makes sense that this guy, or that they kind of made a game in the same vein as Root Letter because uh, back in 2018 they announced that like, hey, we have sold at least 400,000 copies of Root Letter, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's two years ago. So who knows like how much you know combining in uh, Root Letter Last Answer into that, like how many copies they've sold of uh, that original game. Um, supposedly, uh, when this game launched in Japan, the sales weren't great though. Uh, the first week of sales uh, in Japan, they moved 1,679 copies for the PS4 version, and the Switch version was under that. So that's not a lot. But it does seem that uh, they made up a lot of uh, copies sold when it got released overseas, because like, the, when, when the original game came out in Japan, it was like only like 8,000 copies got sold on the mm-hmm. Vita and PS4, so... There's, I think, I think it'll basically that number will creep up, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, you know, with this uh, overseas release, and I would like this team to make more games because, like, I think they are they've kind of found a good little niche that they've you know fit into, mm-hmm. and you know, with uh, Root Letter and Root Film, like, I think they've done a really good job of making two different games, but very like you know similar games, mm-hmm. and I'd like to see more of what they could do from this. Also, I mean. I would just like to see them remake this game and do another FMV version of it. Because <laughs> I love that they did that with Root Letter. <laughs> I think it might get a little weird because like, there's a lot of like Moida and dead bodies in this game in Root Film. Yeah. So that might get a little a little weird here A little messy. But, but yeah. 
Um, before we dive into Root Film, though, mm-hmm. I know there was something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Oh, you want me to mention it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so uh, something that I think is worth bringing up, given who we are and what we do, is that it has been announced that um, later this year, Sony is going to take down the servers for the PSP, the PS3, and the PS Vita. And they are saying that you can no longer purchase the games. You should theoretically be able to download the games, but I don't see how that's really going to work. That, that's um, basically they've confirmed that, like, if you own the if you own the license for a particular game, you will still be able to re-download it. Mm-hmm. But you can no longer make purchases from in any of those stores. We'll see how long that lasts. Yes, that would be my concern. Um. So yeah, this is obviously a big issue. It's it's one of those things that you know you see coming from a mile away because it just isn't that surprising that they would do this. Also, like I mean, Nintendo's already done this. They took mm-hmm. the the Wii Shop offline. Mm-hmm. You can no longer buy anything that was digital on the Wii Shop. Correct. So, like, this isn't anything that's like you know, oh, this is a brand new thing. It's just you know, it's, it's the first practice. A hundred percent, because you know, there's so many games, the digital only games that are on the the PSP, the PS3, and the Vita store that are just literally going to be unable to be played. Yeah. After this, and also like allegedly that I've seen some development teams be like, yeah, Sony didn't tell us that they were doing this. That's trash. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, you think of this in terms of just, you know, in terms of business. And it's like, Sony is a very big company. Yes. How much would they really be losing by keeping those servers online? Like, obviously, yeah. you would have to, you have to field, like, customer service people for that. Um, and, you know, tech teams in case something goes wrong here and there. But, like, at the same time, like... It's How much is that really going to cost you? And, like, this is a precedent they're setting. So, like, you know, who knows in 10 years when the PS4 store decides to just go offline, like, how much just games are they going to lose then? Right. And this is really going to end up hurting, like, indie developers harder mm-hmm. than anybody because they tend to be the companies that do digital-only releases, because it's more affordable to do so. Mm-hmm. And if we are getting rid of their ability to sell games in the future, then like, all right, cool. Um, but also it's just really bad for consumers mm-hmm. to just take down the servers and be like, no, you can't have that anymore. It's going to drive up the cost of retro games again. Yes, it will. In a way that, you know... So they had been kind of, I think, petering down. Like sometimes some of them are kind of going back up because of just like the collector's market and everything. But uh, having a lot of like those games just available digitally on a whim, I know some people just don't like it. They don't like the emulation in some of those games. But it was an easy way to get access to classic games, especially with you know the PS3, where it had you know the PS1 and PS2 classics on there. Mm-hmm. All those going away means that market's going to just start climbing and climbing and climbing and you're going to price out people who maybe like want to play older games 
but now have really no easy way to do that because it's going to be such an expensive market. Right. It's it's very it, it sucks. It sucks. That's the biggest thing about it. Like and also like I know this probably isn't like the biggest thing on Sony's, you know, plate and everything, but like you literally just made one of the versions of the PSP obsolete. Yeah. The the PSP Go, which was a digital only version of the PSP, that thing is useless now. Yep. Or at least after the the stores go down cuz you won't be able to do anything on there. Nope. And I mean it it makes you wonder how things are going to go with the PS5 that is discless at this point. Like how's that going to look in the future? Absolutely. I mean this is the, this is the thing we were saying about why that version of the ps5 is a bad idea is because Correct. at some point they are going to turn those servers off and you're going to be left with a box that can't do anything except mm-hmm. play games that you already own you right. can't you can't go get new games you're just going to be stuck yep and like that is the thing we were you know we we discussed that like this this is a bad idea that companies should not be going into the like this digital only future because they're going to turn it around and be like well you know we have to turn these servers off because x y and z that don't make sense and it's just going to hurt people in the long run it's not a good investment nope that's the that's the big takeaway i think from this yeah it's just it it really is and like for a preservation standpoint this is a really terrible idea not that game companies tend to give a crap about game preservation no of course not um and and i don't know if you saw the the tweet thread that i posted when all this was initially going down but uh, i had a very funny response to it from a, a a colleague that i enjoyed very much did you see it i think i saw some of it um so I, I said this is bad and Sony should feel bad. And he said, it is their God-given right to do absolutely nothing with these games for 85 years until they enter the public domain and there's no way to play them just as the founders intended. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, if anything, this is going to fuel more uh, people diving into the emulation scene. Yeah. Um. I know, obviously, like, PSP emulation has been a thing for a good long while. Yes. PS3 emulation, I think, is starting to come into its own, where, like, it's kind of being a viable option. And that's going to be a thing that I think is people are just going to go to. Be like, oh, if I want to play this game, I got to go emulate it because it's not available anywhere else. Like, how yeah, am I, I supposed mean, like, to play this? They're kind of taking away their own argument of, like, oh, emulation is bad because it's getting rid of our sales. Like, oh, well... When you make it so that you, <laughs> you were just handicapping your own sales. Yeah, like uh, your argument kind of like blows up in smoke, buddy. But one of the one of the bad things about them turning off like the PS3 store is that like there's a handful of like weird Japanese games that they put out for like PS1 classics and PS2 classics mm-hmm. that like are strange on their own that they're on the US store, and now they're just going to be gone entirely. Like, that's a weird bit of history that you could be, like, promoting or doing something with. But then you're just like, now nah, we got to shut all this off. Yeah, terrible. Who cares? It's dumb.
very dumb. Like I, I don't understand how this industry keeps just doing this. <laughs> like, I feel like if you're like any other media and or like industry seems to like have at least a decent grasp of like we should preserve our history. Yeah. Like if you wanted to go watch a film from the 1930s right now, chances are you might be able to find it on streaming. You could probably find a physical copy of it. Like there are multiple avenues you could go to to find this film or or whatever. Games are yeah. just like the opposite of that. We're like, at some point, you're going to have to find a physical copy and also a physical thing that you're going to need to put them in mm-hmm. because Lord knows, like, there's a 50 50 shot of it being re released at some point. And then also, the game companies are going to be like, well, if you want to play this not on this, on these systems, well, screw you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, once. Once we got past the part in like film history where they were having to like melt down film for wartime efforts, mm-hmm. um, like people really did start to understand like this is actually something significant that we're doing and we should save it. Or just like and, re like reusing film and just over overwriting essentially. Yeah, that you know it, it the the first few years were rocky but like we've been in the game like video games have been around long enough to know better at this point Mm -hmm. and it's really really frustrating that they just like keep acting like everything is completely disposable and it's really not and you know I've I've had conversations with a, a colleague of mine and he's also a friend about like how cool it would be for like pedagogical purposes teaching purposes to have a platform that libraries could subscribe to that you could just live like stream a game to your computer um all right so let me tell you about google stadia no no no, no, no. <laughs> i mean like actual historical games um, yeah google stadia home to uh you know the classic games like destiny 2 the legend of heroes trails of cold steel 3 i mean that game is good <laughs> The classics. It has, it has Kurt Vander in it. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I'm thinking like for educational purposes, if you're teaching the history of video games, if you're trying to teach basically any game at this point, um, like you're going to have a very, very hard time getting the hardware, getting the game itself. Well, it's because the big three just don't give a shit about that. They don't. They do not give a shit. And it's really, really frustrating. Like, I at least, I was going to say, like, Microsoft at least allows you to, like, play, like, I can still play Lost Odyssey on my Xbox One. I know you can play it on the new Xbox, so that's pretty cool. I, and I think they did come out. I mean, they made a, a PR statement, of course, of course they would, yeah. where they're like, hey, we're committed to, you know, trying to preserve games. Yeah. Which, you know, take that for what for what it's worth. Um. and there's a game company and I forget who it is but they're like oh we're going to preserve all the video games we're doing that right now and I'm like oh god this is going to end terribly when it's just one game company it's like we're going to preserve all the games I mean people are already doing that it's called ROM dumps <laughs> <laughs> it's called going to archive.org and, do- and finding all these dumps of games yeah I mean 
it's just really, really devastating. Um, as as somebody who plays games and as somebody who researches games to to see this kind of thing, that I I know that this is just going to start being the norm at this point, and it's it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a decision that doesn't really help anyone. All no. it does is make people mad. Correct. And my my very decorative PS5 definitely has a disc drive in it. I mean, that you're definitely using all the time. Definitely using all the time. Like, it keeps saying, hey, I'm going to on, use me, right? And I'm like, no, no. No, go oh, away. No. Go away. I'm trying to turn on the PS4. I mean, I guess, to be fair, like, this isn't a surprising turn of events, considering just Sony has kind of just been falling off the cliff and going downhill since that E3 where they did the the very the funny video of them showing how to trade games on a PS4. Oh god. Ever since then it's just been like, well, hey, we're the big go- we're the big dogs again. We're the P- it's PS2 era Sony again. We don't give a sh- about anything else and it's like, "Oh, your hubris is showing again." Boy howdy, the PS3 was 10 years ago was or 20 almost 20 years ago, wasn't it? Oh my god. 15 years ago basically, but yeah. And uh you didn't really learn from that, I guess. Apparently not. Is it is it time for Sony to have their Wii U moment? I mean, if those PS5 sales are anything to tell you about, not they're not going to have it anytime soon. It's just I think the hubris of the company is just kind of showing and Yeah. And it's the the thing where Microsoft is going is becoming the fan favorite again. It's just this weird sick, time is a flat circle. Yes. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, and that this sucks. It sucks. The industry as a whole should be better about game preservation. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, we were talking about this earlier about, like, how, you know, the film industry had to learn, like, oh, we need to start preserving stuff. Like, yeah. the game industry is very bad about that. Yeah. About just, like, throwing stuff out, reusing, uh, like, old... Uh, cartridges and um oh hey let's just throw out the kingdom Hearts one code whoop yeah like there was that thing about uh the re-release of ninja gaiden mm-hmm. the the xbox games where they literally came out and said yeah we have to do like these re-releases because we the, the source code is just completely borked beyond repair like yeah. we cannot use it and that's a game that came out in the early 2000s yeah and they were still being like <laughs> Who cares? I mean, like, you would think at some point they would take some kind of pride in what they're doing. You would you would think. But it feels like they don't. That they don't take any pride in, like, making video games or being game companies. That they're just like, it's out there. But goodbye. We don't care anymore. And it's like, guys, like, a lot of this is, even if it's not going to be cultural, culturally relevant, um... Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe game historians in thirty years will be talking about sneaking. I mean, ninety-five percent game. Ninety-five percent of movies and music is not culturally relevant. Relevant. Correct, but it's still preserved. But it's still preserved, yeah. Um, like if you're gonna release it, take pride in it, and you know, understand that these things really do need to be saved. This isn't hard. Care about the industry, and the industry will care about you. Yeah. But apparently, they just 
don't. <laughs> Sucks. I mean, I feel like at some point they'll have their coming to Jesus moment, but the industry is 40, 50 years old. And we still, I feel like, are making the same mistakes that led to the crash in 83. Like, that should have been such a monumental moment that people were like, we should, we will never do these kinds of things again. But, you know. I mean. Capitalism exists, so. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. And, you know, there have been warnings about, like, hey, guys, things are leading to what would do that crash initially. Like, hey, maybe calm down. And it's been going on for quite a bit now, but. Even still, like, it's worth learning from previous mistakes and paying attention to, like, oh, hey, maybe we should not go down that route. Yep. Right, Loki? He's like, preserve your video games. I've never made a mistake in my life. (laughs) Preserve your video games. He's just holding up a tiny sign that says that. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Puts out the, the tiniest meow as well. (laughs) <laughs> uh but yeah we just wanted to kind of touch base on that because it's a decision and it sucks and sony should feel bad and it's something that we care about yes uh well in better dive, news root film let's talk about root film a game that came out a few weeks ago in March, on March 19th, 2021, mm-hmm. it is available for the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. It's I, the first I, game I played on my PS5. You played it on the PlayStation 5. Because, <laughs> of course, uh, I played it on the PS4, so we do not have... We can't talk about the Switch version because neither of us touched it or played it. Nope. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. But I don't. I haven't heard one way or the other about if it's anything or not. Yeah. Because I think we're the only people who are talking about this game. <laughs> Probably, yes. Uh, yeah, it is an adventure game in the same style that Root Letter was. Uh, very text-heavy and all that sort of stuff. Uh, localization does have a few, like, you know, spelling, grammatical errors here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, is to be expected from one of these games, I think, at this point, where it's just like, yeah, you're gonna, you're just gonna deal with that. That's just the way it is. Um. But, like, it's nothing, like, too egregious that it just, like, continuously occurs. Like, you'll just see it pop up here and there. Um, so, it wasn't, like, it wasn't anything that was, like, detrimental to the game. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's noticeable, but it's not something that's, like, so egregious that people are going to make a spreadsheet online and complain <laughs> about it on Twitter. I think, yeah, that's a, that is a little bit of a an oddity. Yeah. When it comes to these kinds of games. I will say, though, I think I would give them a little bit of a pass. Because it has that sweet uh, Toto's Africa reference in this game. Yeah, it does! <laughs> oh, man, good. I was so excited. It's pretty good. I I posted on Twitter and I sent it to you. I was like, this game, they're directly appealing to me by putting this line in there. And I was so stoked about it. I'm going to read you both of these lines that are in this video game. This Please is do. this is not a spoiler. It's just, it is a late game thing that you're like looking through looking through this room and it has like this um just culturally item, cultural items I will just say is on the shelf. Uh the main character is internally thinking or I think he, this the game's telling you. 
According to the labels, many of the items were collected from Africa. And then the main character internally thinks, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from here, isn't it? <laughs> this is perfect. It's perfect. I lost my sh laughing when I saw this. <laughs> like, I I bet you can imagine my reaction oh, yeah, when I came yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, man, I lost it. Good. It also, very good. at some point, they like the word "yeet" is is seen multiple times in this video game. Multiple times, <laughs> which is very wild. Yep, she eats some candy into his mouth, and she <laughs> she eats something else later on. Really good. Uh so yeah, uh, this is a murder mystery game, or at least that's the story of it. Uh, essentially, you are tasked with like trying to appeal to a television production company to become a director on this new project that they're doing which is a reboot of a project they did 10 years ago that was shrouded in mystery and no one talks about it and everything um and along the way through the game you learn about why that was such a mysterious thing uh these various murders that are keep popping up in front of you and everything and how everything eventually ties back in together by the end of the game um, I think the mystery stuff it it does is really well done. Like by the the by the time I was at the final chapter, I was still just like trying to puzzle my head of like, all right, what exactly is going on? Who is this main culprit we are trying to find and everything? Yep. What is this? Is there any other weird twists and turns that I need to figure out and everything? Um, which I think is a mark of something that's you know real fun and good in mm -hmm. terms of at least in the mystery genre that you like you're constantly just still trying to figure out like okay. Where is this? Where is this leading me? And like, how or many? You think you really got something figured out, and then they throw something at you. You're like, oh mm -hmm. no, it wasn't like that at all. How many theories can I come up with my head that are like, is this gonna happen? Is this gonna happen? Uh, it's great. It's really fun. Uh, I like the voice cast a lot. Yeah, the voice cast was um crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, the main dude I don't know who like what he's been or I haven't heard anything else that he's been but I think he does a good job as playing in, uh Max. Um, hold on. I, I I saw something recently that he was in. Uh oh. keep talking. Uh a lot of the the main uh girl characters are from the the J-pop group Iris. They also do the the credit song for the game so it makes sense that they're also kind of like scattered throughout the game as characters. Um there's two voice actresses who may, who voice the main girl, two main girls from Root Letter, also are in this game, which I thought was a fun little throwback to that because like one of them started speaking, I was like, I know your voice from somewhere, <laughs> and then I looked it up, I was like, oh right, you're in Root Letter, <laughs> that's why. Yay. Um, and then some of the other characters there are, are also really good, and then they've got like some actual real life just director to this be in this game as a cameo because sure oh i think i know um i think he's scheduled to be in that cat boy atome oh um but he was also um apparently in a whisker away and he is a love interest in an upcoming atome well it's already out in japan but it will be over here later this year, uh, Olympia Soiree. Which is, Soiree. of course, how I know him that I'm like, oh, it's homemade games. That's, of course, how I know this guy. <laughs> anyway. Soiree. Uh, there's also like a lot of familiar 
uh, voices in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the lady who voices Riho, the second main protagonist, uh, was in Real Life. Mm-hmm. She she was the 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 volleyball friend or the whatever the sports friend. Oh, okay. That had that little mini arc like midway through the series. Um, Magari is played by the same lady who voices Mutsu from Love Live Sunshine. Oh snap! Which I think she does a really great job of uh, being that kind of like snarky delinquent character. Yeah. Which is it's good because like uh, she doesn't really do a whole lot as Mutsu. She just kind of shows up here and there and is like, "I'm a friend." Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically it. Uh, Hitoa is of course voiced by Miyu Kubota, who's who we both know from Love Live Nijigasaki, from her portrayal as Karen. But also, like this is a very different portrayal from different. how she does Karen, where Karen has to be like the sexy, mature, and I have a deeper voice. For like this character is more, I think, in line with like her actual voice. So it's very jarring. And she's a bit more like meek and understated in, in this than she is as care but yeah it's way closer to her no normal speaking voice tone mm-hmm. and it, like it was fun because like we know who like who she is as a voice actress that... right and i was excited to hear her in this because right um she's great and when you told me that she was in this um i think you showed me the trailer and you're like there's somebody that we know in this and i was mm-hmm. like oh i know who it is um and so I was real stoked to to hear her and to find out that she's actually like a main character. Yeah, that was the thing I was surprised about. That's about to get to add was like I I figured like because I know all the girls from Iris are in this, so I figured they'd all just be kind of like bit she characters. Did. Yeah, but like she's like a main character in this game, and I was like, oh crap, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. One of the other characters I think is like from one of like the specific stories i forget which one it is is also with love life sunshine because to get everyone from here but she does like some bit roles she did uh she plays a cabin attendant oh snap cool and then the mom who of the girl who loses her dog in the Johanne rico episode oh okay um there's something else um one of the the returning voice actresses from Root Letter is Katori's mom in OG Love Live. Oh. The principal. And then uh, one of the uh, play people in like the penultimate chapter. Mm-hmm. She was like the, the lady of that troupe, like the older lady. Right. Is the voice of Shitake and the the llamas or the alpacas in Love Life? Oh, good, <laughs> good. Which yes, good. Very good. So yeah, it's like a lot of weird like Love Live connections in this game that I was not expecting. Just looking through, um, the voice cast. I'll take it. I like how beyond the voice actors is like, you like Root Film? You might also like Death Stranding. What? <laughs> That's what it says. What? So there you go. You've clearly like both these games. You should go play Death Stranding. Uh, no. Why not? Oh snap! Oh snap! Um, 
one of the voice actresses uh, actually voices uh, Claudia in the Trail series. Which is oh, really right, cool. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I've awesome. That. I think, I is that one of the other returning girls? Yes. Okay. I remember seeing that. I forgot about it until you brought it up. Uh, but yeah, that's a thing as well. Pretty um, cool. So yeah, Root Film. Root Film. It's an adventure game. It is an adventure game. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Because <laughs> God knows that they don't understand what a visual novel is. Yeah. Especially when it's the publisher. Oh my God. The publisher's like, did you know this is a visual novel? Visual novel, visual novel, visual novel with a cap. In visual novel. Also, hey, you want us? You want us to spoil something for you in this uh, preview copy we're giving you, dude? In the in the website, the main website, they spoil like one of the big important mysteries. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, no, no, do that. That's bad. Not you, Maxwell. You're fine. He's like, what did I do? I mean, sorry. I was just trying to get pets. Yeah, that's wild. I can't believe they just straight up spoiled it. I guess they're just anticipating, like, hey, you'll forget about this, but by the time you start playing through the game, but like, ooh, yikes, awful. But yeah, visual novel, visual novel, visual novel, visual novel. This is an adventure. Sorry, I burped in the middle of that. This is an adventure game. It is an adventure game. <laughs> Um, the visual novel, novel elements, which Nintendo got right. Yes. Because uh, there says a thrilling adventure game with visual novel elements. It's true. If you played Root Letter, like, the gameplay of this is going to be very similar. It's a lot of kind of going between areas, uh, finding things in the environment to look at and then talk about, and then you'll get these uh, phrases that'll kind of pop up, and you'll, like, store them in your memory bank. And you'll use those later on for this game's version of Max Mode, which is uh, basically kind of like a showdown between you and a person. You have to uncover the truth that they are concealing, essentially. And you do that by, like, flipping through uh, various uh, phrases that you have that will correlate to whatever thing they just, like, said or whatever thing you last said. Um, it is similar to, like, you know, the the um, cross-examinations in an Ace Attorney game or something like that, except without, mm-hmm. like, physical evidence, you just have, like verbal evidence essentially well i think it's interesting how they frame it they're like oh yeah max has synesthesia and so mm-hmm. phrases like stick out to him I'm like oh hey that's actually kind of cool to have that like brought up in a game as a gameplay mechanic mm-hmm. and not treat it as like a negative thing yeah it was pretty rad and there's one point in the game where you have a different mode and i think you just like write down in your notebook i like i liked how like they still like we still have this but it's like it's a person is a character writing down notes i was like that's brilliant yeah that was good that's really good it made me giggle yeah um outside of that that's basically kind of the gameplay in a nutshell we can't you can't really talk about more because like that's kind of it (laughs) yeah i mean like you, you pick up the phrases and then when you are trying to get somebody to tell the truth, you throw the phrases at them so that you yeah. can contradict what they're saying. Uh, unlike Root Letter, this doesn't have multiple endings. It's a very straightforward, you know, point A to point B blot, plot. Yeah. So you don't have to, like, worry about uh, choices or anything like that like you did in Root Letter to getting to, like, various, 
either good, bad, or weird endings. Or aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, so you don't have to worry about any of that. It's just very. It's, it, the plot is the plot. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I guess we should dive into the story bits of this because, like, that's basically all else we can talk about with this game. Actually, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Well, let's um, do that before we talk about story. The quiz guy. Yes. I found him a lot. Yeah. I got every single one of his questions wrong. I got one of his questions right. Oh man. The rest wrong. It was all, but it's all just because I was guessing. <laughs> Yeah, like, I even tried to look him up online to see if I could find something about it. I couldn't find any of them. I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done. I can't find it. And I was like, what is happening with this guy? Very, very weird. Also. Like, I don't know if this is, like, trivia that people would ask or if it's. I think it's it's probably just trivia that if you know that area, because this is based oh, off okay. the, the same area that I think Root Film is, or Root Letters based out of. Um, yeah. So if you do like stuff about the area, you would be able to get those questions right. Obviously, for people overseas, they're probably ninety nine point nine percent chance that you're just going to be guessing. Yep. Um, also, also there is a trophy you get by going to a specific scene and finding just three characters on a beach. Yes. And there's what? chatting. What is that scene? I don't know. <laughs> Why is that a trophy? I don't know. I the whole, like I was like trying like am I supposed to know who these characters are like who are you people Yeah, I don't know who they are. And I, I was like, all right, I got the trophy, I guess, and like makes way less sense than like the one with the the mascot. Like I get that that one is a trophy because like you actually have to look for that. Which I mean, I guess you have to technically look for these three people, but did like you get both the mascot trophies. Both the mascot trophies. What yeah. was the other mascot trophy? I think if you find the mascot enough. I found him every single time. Okay. So I got that trophy. But yeah, like um, I, I wonder if like those are just people from that area that if you know that area, they're like semi-famous or something. Or like, because like I looked, I tried to look like, are these characters from Root Letter? Is like that the reference they're making? And it's like, no, they're not. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. It's so bizarre. It's got to be some kind of local reference. I, like maybe they're think... like local newscasters or something. That's the only thing that I could think of, but like. It's very I, weird. I genuinely don't know. So there are a couple things that are kind of lost in translation, but I think that that's kind of to be expected. Yeah, I guess. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That thing that obviously didn't help that I was like playing that late at night and I got to that scene and I was like, what is happening? Who are you people? Why do you exist? Why did I get a trophy for this? <laughs> trophy for the people. Why? Hello. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically that's what happened to both of us. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, hi, people, I guess. Goodbye. I don't know what any of that was about. Oh, boy. Now we can talk about the story. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll dive into spoilers here and there. We, we probably won't give you, like, a full just, like, Synopsis. here's everything that happens. We'll just kind of hit some beats here and there. Yeah. Um. But we will eventually talk about the ending and how everything, all the mysteries kind of come together and everything. So be wary of that. Yeah. Um. So on the outset, you have this idea that there are 
two protagonists for this game. Yes. There is Rintero, who is also Max, so that's how they get the Max mode and everything. And then there is Riho, who is an aspiring actress, but also loves mysteries and everything. And she runs around with her manager, and they get into shenanigans. It's basically the same side as the the Max side, where he, you know he is a up and coming film director, also likes mysteries and gets into shenanigans. Yes, and also pals around with not his manager, but his editor, basically. Mm-hmm. And the cameraman. And the cam the cameraman's hilarious. Yes, <laughs> I love the cameraman. Uh, so yeah, like on the outside, you kind of just like think like, oh, it's you know, these two characters are going to basically. Somehow they're going to merge together at some point. We'll probably find something at the end that brings them together or anything. Um, but basically, midway through the game, you kind of realize, oh, that's not the that's case. That's not the case. Because there are five chapters for Max. There's only two for Riho. Yep. So, like, after the second... So, I did... So, I played this game. I did Max, Riho, Max, Riho, and then the rest of the game. I did not play it like that. How, how did you do it? I did Max, 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 and then I got, I was going to do Max 4, but I got locked out, which that was the part that was not translated, and hmm. I, I Google translated it, and it's like, yeah, you have to do both the Riho ones before you can continue on. I was like, oh, okay, whoops. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, because, like, they start kind of diving into, like, hmm. Yeah, so I, uh, so I, I, Max 1, 2, 3, Riho 1, 2, and then finished out in the max story yeah so like essentially like if you got to max four you would be very confused because like the max four is a lot of references to reho 2 and start that's where you start to really kind of like get like oh things are not what i'm expecting here there are a lot of things going really weird and different and i don't know what's going on here so if like you if you'd barreled through that you would probably just be like oh whatever who cares <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I guess some references I'm missing. Um, so I guess for clarity, like uh, we kind of talked about like the, the general basis of the stories uh, earlier, but essentially like there is this project that they did 10 years ago. Um, it was going to be like this mystery pilot for Shimane television. Mm-hmm. And then partially way through production, it gets shut down and no one knows why or what happened or anything. Why they say it's cursed. They say it's cursed everything. Um, and Max basically kind of makes it his mission that he wants to figure out what happened during that production ends up kind of like finding all these people who were associated with it or just kind of stumbles into finding them essentially. Um, and then along the way he keeps like running into like weird murder cases that keep popping up. Yeah. And the majority of like the early bits of his portion of the game is just like, you know, trying to find people who will talk about those the the project 10 years ago while also trying to start his own project that they're doing for the reboot where they're having like three directors and three actresses uh i guess compete to be the person who does the project yeah i think that's real weird but um he's the noob and He's doing a lot of like location scouting mm-hmm. um, after he initially solves the the mystery, and they think they deem him worthy. Yeah, they basically give him like a a fake version of the project from ten years ago, and like if you can solve this, we'll we'll give you the the right push to go ahead. Because some people on the 
on the board or whatever are kind of weary about you because you're so new. Yeah. But yeah, like a lot of the, like the location scouting is where he just kind of stumbles into like these murder mysteries. Yep. And it's just like the whole time is like, Ooh. it's Ooh. like, oh, we're here, we're taking pictures, we're going to the beach and having the weird underboob thing going on. Oh, oh no, no someone, died. someone we know died. They died. Well, they didn't know the first one who died. They knew someone. Well, they were in the they were in the vicinity of where they it were happened, in the vicinity, and when they it knew happened. like of that person. Yes. So. It was still a traumatic event for them. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is correct. It is a whole thing. Um, so, like, yeah, that's kind of the the basis for the Max storyline. The Rio stuff is just like she's in Shimane and just you know doing stuff. And like her, she goes and meets with her best friend for the first one, and then her dad dies mysteriously. And there's a whole thing about like the succession of family because he was like this, ex uh, uh, what's the the word, estranged mm -hmm. family member who had left the family, but like he's kind of in line for it. But then he dies, and this other person comes in, and he gets murdered, and now it's like who does what, everything. And it's a closed room murder, so you know yeah. you got the traditional. Oh no, how did somebody murder him when it's a closed room? Whoa. And then the second one is like she goes to like this very luxurious house that this mystery author built and everything, and then the mystery author just dies and everyone's just like, Whoa. Time to solve the mystery. Time to solve the mystery. Everybody's like, Oh, it's definitely her brother, duh. All right, let me go home. <laughs> and it's like, like, no. No, 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 no. I've got this. this. Um, that that house is crazy though. There's so many weird contraptions and mm -hmm. tricks to it. Yeah. Uh, so like you get through her too, and then it's like, oh, there's nothing more. I was like, oh, maybe I'll have to keep going through the Max story to eventually like, That's oh, there'll be there'll be another one that pops up and everything. But then because there looks like there's a spot for it. Yeah. Again, I think that plays into expectations of like you know you think you're going to get more story out of that. Mm -hmm. Um. Then you get to Max Chapter 4, or Max Chapter 3, he's like, he keeps getting these weird emails from, like, this shady person who's like, oh, the shaman, the shaman who's going to keep you from the curses and everything. And he's like, whatever, who cares? Um, and basically, he gets told, like, oh, hey, I'm going to, I want to meet up with you and all that sort of stuff. So he, he meets up with presumably who he thinks is this person, and then that person just gets shot in the middle of a performance that they're at. And set on fire. And set on fire. And everything kind of goes to hell in a handbasket. And he mm -hmm. gets wanted for the murder. Because of a 3D gun. Because of a 3D printed gun and everything. And all that leads you into like the, the fourth chapter of Max. Where you get captured. And you find yourself in the same building as Riho 2. And it's decrepit. Everything is very decrepit. He like one of the things you first hear, like he he says that like really tips you off that he's like he goes and gets into a um he's like there's dust everywhere. Also he goes into a fridge and he's like oh this water's like eight years old and I was like that's not right because <laughs> because yep. you think uh because of how this game is setting you up that these are two stories that are happening concurrently. Yes. But they're not. <laughs> At all. No. Also, he keeps mentioning, like, he keeps getting emails from his sister. He's like, hey, I'm coming to Shimane. Hey, let's meet up. So, 
here was my galaxy brain theory after I did Riho 2, I think. I was like, Riho's the sister that's coming to Shimane. Because he he gives like when he first gets the actresses to for for his part of the production, he looks through like, oh, this is a veteran. He looks through one and it's like immediately throws it back. He's like, nope, 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 nope. And then he Absolutely gets not. he gets uh Hitos and is like, oh, okay, we can use her. Um eventually he tells everyone, like, oh, the second one was my sister. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, what's your name? and everything. He's like, Oh, she uses a stage name. You won't I don't want to tell you it. And all that sort of stuff. So like my galaxy brain theory was okay. This girl is just is just recently come to Shimane, mm-hmm. aspiring actress, mm-hmm. uses a stage name. Yep. What if it's the sister? And then also, you were also you were, and then you were like, oh yeah, she also uses the synesthesia stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, that I, yeah, I guess that's true as well. <laughs> and she literally says like, this is something that runs in our family. I I completely just didn't. I just completely like waved that away. I was like, no, I I'm not gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about these three. And then you're like, oh what about this like oh yeah i guess that's also true (laughs) yeah because that galaxy brain that too and i was like oh it's totally his sister Mm -hmm. and um you know they're gonna come together and solve the mystery as siblings that's what i thought yeah exactly and then like once the game keeps progressing and you don't get there and then once you get to this part it's like everything's so decrepit and i was like maybe i was wrong about this because like there's such a time gap here clearly yeah that it wouldn't make sense if she's coming to Shimane then. <laughs> right. Um, and then you get to like uh the beginning parts of chapter five and you see his sister finally. It's like, no, this is a completely different person. Yep. So I was like, what is happening? And she's with her manager and it's like, that but, is definitely not the same person. Yeah. Her director is like a legit, is the the one who's the real person. <laughs> yeah. But sure. Why not? Um, Eventually, you find out that the two Riho parts are the first two episodes of the project from 10 years ago. Yep. Which was like, what? Which totally makes the sign-offs make sense at the end of each one. Yeah, because like they keep doing that. And it's like they play it off as like her practicing like lines and everything. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just her doing her thing because that's this is a television show. Right. Um, I think it helps as well because like... Um, and the max parts, they kind of like they're very adamant about technology and everything because yep. this is basically I think it's supposed to take place in 2020 or 2021, basically modern times and everything. Yeah, they are not that adamant about technology in the Riho parts. Um, there's the one girl who's waiting for someone when they're at dinner, and I'm pretty sure like they show her with a flip phone. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I wanted I that could be wrong, but I remember seeing someone with a flip phone in this game. I think during one of the Riho parts, and mm-hmm. then. In the in the max parts, everyone has traditional smartphones. Right. But it's one of those things where, like, it's Japan. Some people are just going to have flip phones. You, you could easily kind of just hand wave that away and not think about it. Right. But going back, it's like, oh, well, the reason that they don't have smartphones is this because... Was 10 years ago. It's 10 years ago. This is 2010. Those weren't basically a, as big of a thing in Japan as they are now. Right. So it's like, oh, it's real good. And also just, like, the idea that, like... They're just able to mask everything because, like, essentially you were just playing the plot of this television show. Yep. And they don't, they just they just hide everything of, like, you know, or, like, actors or camera people or any staff or anything or directors because, like, you know, this is just the, the, the episode of the television show and you're just playing it out. Yeah, like, you, because you've been playing as Max 
and you kind of get like the the groove of that you think it's kind of the same thing that's like oh no i've stumbled into this weird situation i've got to solve it Mm -hmm. no it's all scripted it's a tv show it's real it's a really good twist with a very famous detective actor (laughs) yeah (laughs) everyone's a everyone's an actor in it i did not expect that i did not either i was very like i was like oh wow 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 um and then the the twists just keep coming. Yeah. By the the end of chapter, like when in, in the final chapter, where, so you we learned that the first two episodes, the Riho parts, are those first two episodes, and then you also learned that there was a third episode that was filmed. Lost. It was lost, but it was also like kind of filmed, but they didn't finish it, and that was the reason they stopped production entirely, and then kind of hid it away and everything. And. That's part of why it was cursed. Because the director of the first two died. Mm-hmm. And then the like famous guy who's supposed to be one of the three now took over. Yeah. As and the then, director of the third film. Yeah. And Max is very adamant about seeing this third film. And yeah. no and everyone's just like, like, no, you shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. And everyone just seems like, oh, that's a real bad idea. But like he's very adamant about it, but won't tell anyone why he's adamant about it. Yeah. Um, there are multiple times, like, uh, you know, the, the mysterious shaman keeps referring to, like, oh, I know the the mysteries of 10 years ago. I know why you're connected to it. And then he also will briefly mention at times, like, I'm going to finally figure out what happened 10 years ago. So, you know, he knows he knows something about it. Yeah. He is connected in some way, shape, or form to this, but you have no idea what exactly that is. Right. And then eventually he's able to come into and you come into contact with the tape. And basically... What's well, a 35mm reel? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Me? It's film. Um, yeah. He's able to come into like the partially filmed uh, third episode. And most of it is normal and everything. But then like there's a part where the the manager like gets, gets a light dropped on her and like her shoulder gets burned. Yep. And then there's a bit at the very end where the lead actress like turns to the camera and jumps off a cliff. Dies. And they're like, is that real? Is that stage? We got to figure that out. Um, I can't remember exactly the scene where like he reveals it, but like Max basically says like, so that's what happened. Yeah. And then they're like, what? And he's like, basically he just reveals. Yeah. That was my sister. Yeah. My older sister. My older sister who died. I was like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Inadvertently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that his older sister had an illness. And... Well, he didn't know that. Well, that's true. But anyway, she committed but suicide. But knew, he knew that she committed suicide and he, she was connected to this project. And he that's why he was so adamant about finding it. Right. He, the like, little sister says that she was sick. Yeah. And he was like, I don't. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, he, he was adamant to learn what was going on because he knew she was connected to it. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, she committed suicide while it was going on. Like he tells that to the 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 dude who's like in the film archives. That guy's weird. He's weird, but you know he's all right. Guy's coffee. <laughs> he like he tells like yeah that was my sister who died. And he's like oh, oh okay I get I get why you're like so adamant about this now like okay yeah that explains some I, things. I get it. I get it. You know, it's understandable. Um, you then learn that like because of the way the manager gets injured. 
there is a character you see that dies in the second chapter that has a bird mark on their shoulder and it's the same character but you would have never known you would have never looked to know if you go back and like after the fact and compare the character portraits Mm -hmm. it's 100 percent. it's like oh of course it's the same same person yeah but like at the time, you just you would never like think to do that unless you were like very meticulous about doing that. But like after the fact, it's like, oh my god, it's right in front of me the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have a reason to go look at both of their portraits, no, um, because like there's no indication that the manager had a burn because she didn't at the time, and and you would have known because like you you're thinking at the time these are two concurrent stories that are happening simultaneously. That too, yeah. Um, and I did find it kind of odd when I was playing through that second chapter and like I clicked on the burn like oh huh, that's an old burn interesting and then just never mentioned it again I was like oh like apparently that's not relevant yeah yeah because they're just like oh that burn is not related to the case yeah that's just a scar yeah and like they so he would keep going back to that scene and they would keep showing it like the specific scene that very clearly shows the scar yeah before that so like like he kept watching they very much want you to know that's a thing yeah (laughs) but you don't know why that they want you to know that's a thing right oh man it's so clever it's so well done it's really well done um do you okay so we'll get to exactly how everything kind of wraps up yeah and then here in a a little bit but like do you remember any like the the theories you had in your head while playing to that final chapter of like how this is all going to wrap up i mean my whole theory that got shot down relatively quickly was that it was the famous director Mm -hmm. um i thought i thought he was connected in a way i didn't know if it was actually him because i thought it may have been too that that could be too obvious yeah but also, I was having some weirder theories, but we'll get to those. Oh, man. But that was my big theory. I was like, it's it's got to be that guy. Like, he's got to be involved because, like, he seems to know too much. He was definitely involved with this, and he's shady as heck. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my theory. I think partially why I kind of shot down that theory in my head was, like, he was he's he's been too helpful throughout the course of the game, like... He's one of the big proponents of why you get Max and like find Max's innocence because he's like, hey, let's bring you this uh, audio record, audio analyzer thing, and that mm-hmm. should help you, you know, figure this out because like he'll he'll be fine. Well, doesn't she bring it? I think they 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 both bring it. I think okay, but like, I to me it's just like he was too helpful in a way that it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for him to be like the big bad. I but I did think he was connected in some way, shape, or form. I just didn't know what way um but was there anything else that you were like just like spitballing in your brain that like was very weird and out of place that you thought eh, here's a one percent chance this could happen um the only other thing that i had thought of is that potentially riho didn't actually die okay um but i didn't know how she would have actually been connected to everything right um but that was the only other like real theory i had and then once Got shot and I was like, I don't f- know. <laughs> um, I also had a Riho still alive theory, and okay. th- that was partially why I, I went through. I was going through and looking at each character from each. Or like I was trying to compare her portrait to other characters. Um, that's how I found the manager and the the one ladies. How their portraits were just basically the same. Um, so I kept going through. Was like, all right, who 
does anyone look like her? It's like she's just hiding out and we just don't know it yet. Are these character portraits the same? Like, no. Eh, it doesn't really match up. At one point, I thought the 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 director's manager or assistant mm-hmm. was somehow Riho. I did think that too. But like they the the portraits is, similar. The portraits don't match. Yeah, they looked somewhat similar, but I think it was just they had straight black hair and the eye shape is very different. Yeah. Um, I had two other theories that one of one person on your team is going to be the is going to betray you. Who'd you think it would be? I don't know. I just thought that might that might be an option. Or my other option was Max is the villain the whole time. <laughs> oh man. How would that have worked? I don't know, but like that was in the back of my head of like maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's just gaslighting everyone. You got betrayed by the cameraman. <laughs> I love how like at one point somebody's like, Oh my god, you're actually like really handsome. Why why have I not noticed you? He's like yeah, people really noticed that I was kind of hot, like, in middle school. And I yeah. didn't like that people were looking at me. So I kind of learned how to, like, blend in. It's like, because you don't even see him until, like, chapter three, I think. Yeah. Like, he, he's always off to the side. Like, you'll see, like, like, half of his yeah. face or something. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. If he does say anything, it's like, mm. The best the best part is, like, characters will come up to him and be like, who's this person you're with? And they're like, "We've you've already met. We've already met. Yep. We met before. He's a really good character. <laughs> real good, yeah. He's a very enjoyable character, but um, yeah, I mean, he would have been the only one that would have actually been on your team to betray you because I don't think she would have done it. No, like I, that's why I kind of like they kind Give of like out. they try to push you almost like very briefly in that direction with the the mirror thing. Yeah, yeah, they were like, like, oh hey, maybe looking maybe at someone. He's looking at one of us, but he's like, oh, it's just a mirror. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, the cameraman would have been like 16 at the time. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. Right. Because like it needed to be someone that would be connected to the events of 10 years ago. So like anyone on the team would have kind of, you kind of rule out anyone on the team. Because they're younger. They're like, younger. and like Max, I think is like 16 at the time, right? He's like 26-ish. They're probably yeah, around the same age. Yeah. So like it just, it would not add up unless somehow they were like on that crew. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they Th- did try to throw you off, like, oh, they were looking in that direction. Yeah. So basically, like, I all my theories are just very out of the, out of there. But then, like, once you kind like once it kind of comes together, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of where yeah. it's going, which makes sense because, like, uh, so eventually it all kind of comes together that it's the the man the 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 famous director's assistant, yes, who's doing this, which she's kind of she's always been around in the periphery of scenes and everything um and it's kind of been nondescript except for like everyone's like oh you know she's real pretty and everything she's real nice and all this sort of stuff her name is monami yes um but eventually you just like figure out oh, the director when he was dying looked in the mirror and saw her and was like oh i see i see um and then you kind of learned the, the oh yeah way- by the way the famous director died yeah, you you go interrogate him, and then he just starts vomiting up blood. <laughs> like, whoa! It says, "Oh, I see," and then dies. Yeah, I was like, "Well, wasn't you then?" At first, though, I did think that maybe he did. He took like a suicide pill. Same. That's all. I was like, "Did he like suicide capsule himself?" Yeah. 
He did not. Um, he, he's dad. Yeah, but then you eventually like you look into like the the spooky shaman and like how like they kind of manipulate people and like how they keep messaging people around you. So like they messaged uh, one of the the murderers from the second case. Mm-hmm. Um, they were involved in the third case, and then they you started finding like oh they've been messaging Hitoa because Hitoa also has kind of like the same incurable disease that uh, his sister had. Yep, and. They're like, oh, you should do this. You'll get better. Oh, you, you didn't do this one thing. Now you're going to get punished for it and everything. Um. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. Like, she plotted out, like, both of the the murders in the, the second case. She's like, yeah, I just gave them, you know, the, the methods and mm-hmm. a little push. That's all it took. And she, like, eventually, like, you find, like, oh, she's on this beach in, like, a director's chair and basically trying to lure Hitoa to her death by wow. suicide and she filming on camera filming, again. Filming she, that's deaths. what she did to uh, Max's sister. Rio. Um, basically, she like describes like, oh, I'm doing this to help you because if you see these deaths, you'll these deaths, you'll become a better director. You'll become a better writer. That's what the other director did. That's what helped him become this visionary director and how he mm-hmm. was able to become so much better than he was because he got to see the raw emotion of human life and death and you know people passing to the other side and everything there was okay to backtrack a little bit the very beginning of this game involves someone falling from a building dying and a bunch of people showing up with phones and just not giving a about them the character is just like talking about how about their sister yes you never honestly forgotten about it until like the very end i was like oh so they basically never mention that ever throughout the rest of the game until this point. Yes. Around, I think, the beginning of Chapter 5, that scene popped back in my head. Yeah. And I was like, that has to be a connection somewhere, but I don't know who this is going to connect to. Like, I was worried that Max was going to be one of the ones who had been filming her. And, like, that was her revenge-type moment, but... Yeah, I, I didn't go to like that far. I was like just trying to, like, suss out who who's the sister that this person is referring to like which person had a death like that and like i couldn't think of anyone but yeah. I was like that scene has to come back at some point because they wouldn't just show that scene at the very beginning for no reason and they do nothing with it yeah yeah like that would make no sense but yeah basically it wraps back around with like oh it was uh monami's sister who her died twin. her twin yes because they keep call- t- they have another instance earlier in the game about twins having like this premonition type thing with each other like a spiritual connection Mm -hmm. and how he wanted the twin to die so that he could get rid of that that feeling because his twin was depressed a lot yeah and so he was feeling those feelings and he hated it and Mm -hmm. um and so this is the same thing this is her twin she's like yeah i felt it when she died i saw all those people like crowd around her and just didn't do anything so now i'm going to extract revenge essentially yep um so she explains all that, and then Max is like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do any of that. No, I'm well, good. No, still murder. Yeah, I'm not into your weird faces of death, uh, pirated copies. I, I'm good. I don't need those. Nope. Uh, he then goes and grabs like Hitoa from the the ocean before she like drowns herself essentially. Yep. Because she basically kind of gets into that same mindset, like, "Oh, I'm going to die anyways. I'd rather go out on film than have people forget me." And he's like. No, let's just work together and we can do this a better way. <laughs> We're going to make a film where everyone will remember you. Yay. 
Um, and I do like that he goes in and tries to grab her and he's like, oh, no, I can't do this. And then other people come in and like, ah, we'll help you. It's the, fine. The, the, the creepy fan cop gets yeah. his, his one just desserts of just being able to save them. Yeah, because he sucks otherwise. I like I did like the detective duo. I thought they were like a very fun like counteraction to the the main group. Yeah. Where like you have like the, the really straight man detective who's just like the hard boiled one who's I like the know, gruff guy. Been around the block. And then you just have this weird idol fan detective who's just like goof and just like is easily influenced into like giving up information and then getting spin kicked to the head. And also at one point gets mistaken for somebody that's higher ranked than he is and he's just like Shh. they're like oh we're gonna tell this we're gonna tell on you and he's like no 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 you can't do that that would be bad don't do that don't do that please don't do that it's pretty good yeah they're they're a fun little duo that you know is able to kind of work together with everyone um but yeah they're able to he's, he comes in and grabs them and gets them out of there and everyone else is there and then the the gruff cop is just like yeah you're under arrest and she's like yeah <laughs> yeah I knew that was happening yeah. <laughs> oh well but yeah I really liked how everything eventually kind of just comes together in a really kind of like a good point at the end it was um, very satisfying it's very satisfying. Uh, and I really like how it was all framed. Like it, it came together very well. It kept me like on the edge of my seat the whole time. That I was like, oh man, I gotta solve this mystery. And I also really liked during the credits that they filmed the movie with her. Yeah. Um, like you get to see them filming and the release of it. And they change and, it to like the wheelchair detective or something like that because like yeah, she's yeah, yeah. getting sicker and everything. But they're able to get everything done before she's she eventually passes away. And then they wrap it all around to the beginning again where they mm -hmm. met her and they met her with the, the letterbox to the other yeah. side and they sent her a letter and it's like, oh, they did the thing. It's really good how they're able to like very much just bring everything together in a lot of various ways. Like like that's a, like that thing at the very end there is a very small, minute detail that you could easily just kind of forget about. Mm -hmm. But they, they were able to wrap it around and make it make a whole lot of sense and make it a more emotional moment because like Cause you... that was the first place they met her mm -hmm. she wanted to see that mm -hmm. it's, like, it's real good and like i think that's way more powerful than showing them like at her gravesite or something like that totally totally like i appreciated that yeah like obviously i think when you're going through those images like you kind of have an idea like you know things are not going to end. you know where this is gonna go it's going to end well and like they show like the end like they show it from behind and you're kind of just like uh -huh. and then it flips around and it's like oh right 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 yep it's a really good moment it was very very good i was i was glad to see how it all wrapped up because mm -hmm. like he promised her that he would make a, a film where she would be remembered and he he was able to do that for her and mm -hmm. it made me happy yeah it's a very good game i think it helps that like it, it doesn't have like the multiple endings route where like yeah. Having this just one distinct ending just makes it more impactful and emotional at the end. Yeah. If you rather than if you'd had like multiple ones where you'd kinda like be like, Well, which one's the better one? Where's the yeah. alien one? Where's the alien one? <laughs> God. Uh yeah, like I, I agree. Like I I had a really good time playing through this. Um I knew you would, and I kept poking you. I'm like, you 
you need to play this. You're going to like it. You're going to like it a lot. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. I had other games to get through. I know, but it was really good. Yeah, like it, I, the murder, the, the, the mystery stuff, I think, was really well done just mm-hmm. constantly throughout. There's enough really good twists and turns that keep you on the edge of your seat all the way up to the end and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's really well done. Yeah, I had really a really good it. time throughout this. Uh, it's a better game than Root Letter. It is definitely a better game than Root Letter, in my opinion. Like, I I think the characters are much more likable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in a lot of instances the writing is better, and like you said, I think having one solid um, ending makes the mystery of it a lot more impactful. Yeah. Because you know what happened. Like, you get a conclusive answer of this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Very well done. I would definitely play another game by them. Make an FMV version of this, and then also <laughs> make another game in general. Cause... Yeah. Why not both? Yeah, why not both? Why not both? Why not both? Do we get a yeet in the live action version of this? I hope so. Yeet. I can't wait for them to for when they do their for when that Americanized version of Root Letter comes out that they are like well, let's make an Americanized version of Root Film. <laughs> no. That film apparently started shooting on in September of 2019. What? You know the from Wikipedia the adaptation is envisioned as a gritty reimagining of the game's core story of a protagonist in search of a former pen pal who disappears on his curious circumstances oh god don't don't do gritty why would you do gritty i am not uh i'm going to say i'm not uh thinking this is going to be a good film <laughs> i have major major I have doubts, doubts. <laughs> that it would be a good film Ugh, why are they doing that Money. Money. Hey, if this helps f- helps fund another game in the series, sure, make your film. I don't you care. Know, yeah, valid, valid. Very valid. And then you can make more Toto references in the next game. Please, the more Toto <laughs> references, the happier I am. Please welcome our new character, Rosanna. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this comes after me reading through um, this whole controversy with uh, the the Geofront translation of uh, Zero mm-hmm. and how people got mad about certain things that, and the way they translated it. I'm like, guys, it's not that serious. And like, this was a solid joke that was very funny and broke up a lot of tension. And it's fine to do that sometimes. Yeah, like this line was probably the original line was probably something like, "Well, look at these artifacts. That's cool." Yeah. Make it make things fun. I'm I like when things are fun. Exactly. Literal translations usually are not good anyway. They're usually very bad. So you got that for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, this game is really good. Um, I would definitely suggest going out of your way to pick up this game. Especially yes. because it is not a full price game. Yeah. You can get it for like I think it's forty originally. I think so. Cause forty or fifty. It's not sixty, Amazon so that's was, good. Amazon was trying to swindle me. They almost swindled you until I was like, "Hey, did you know you could get this for like cheap?" <laughs> and you're like, "What?" 
Except for the fact that I apparently forgot to cancel it and still got the physical version. Whoops. Whoops! My B. Which but I mean, yeah. hey, given what we were talking about earlier, maybe not a bad maybe thing. Maybe not a bad thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I, like we said, I think... Oh, and the art's nice. Yeah, the art's nice. It's bas- it's the same style as like uh, Root Letter. It's a little like more... I don't know, what would be the word to describe it? Like a little bit more grungy? Yeah. It's a little rougher around the edges, but I think it works. I like it a lot. For this, yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, like the Zero Escape art style. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, so yeah, make an FMV version of this game and make another game in this series. Yeah. Because they are good games and yeah. we need more good Japanese adventure games to come out over here. Yes, I agree. True that, true that. True that. Uh, but yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there you go. If you would like more from us, go to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. Woo! You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Yay. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup, excuse me. <laughs> Whoops. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, mm-hmm. and bonus episodes mm-hmm. as well. Like, we did a a podcast where we talked about the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, we did. A fantastic film. Fantastic piece of media. Hulk car. Hulk car, bow wow, bad southern accents. Great snack eating. Great snack eating, drifting. Well, what more could you ask for? A better soundtrack. I don't know. No. A not terrible accent. No. But then For the best th- character to not die. Well. <laughs> Potentially, I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so if you want to listen to that and other bonus episodes that we've put up out on the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Mm-hmm. Become a patron. And you can do just that. Yay. Uh, Next week. I don't know. I don't know. We will talk about something else. And we'll... We'll figure that out like the day before as we usually do and be like, hey, you want to talk about this? Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. that's what we're talking about. It's in the, the Bernie meme. Exactly. Uh, we just don't have a schedule for it right now because there's so many, there's a bunch of things in the air that we just have to finish or do or whatnot. So we'll just be like, we'll figure it out when when we come to it. So, yeah. For Look now, forward. I have to close this Wikipedia page or I am going to edit the entire yes, do not, Wikipedia page. Do not do that. Uh, I've already for, edited it a lot. You have. Uh, But for now, look forward to whatever great things we have next week. Always.